So before I get into the topic of this video, allow me to indulge in a little quibble. I promise I have a point with this. So pictured here are 25 cookbooks from my collection that are directly tied to restaurants. These three are not because they don't have bar programs. Anyway, of these 25 cookbooks, just over half have at least one cocktail contained within them. And these 10 have more than five. Prune is the absolute outlier here because there's 41 recipes, but that's a topic for another video for another day. Anyway, my quibble is this. As someone who enjoys going to restaurants and specifically go, sitting at their bars and ordering a great drink or two, I'm so frustrated that more chefs, restaurateurs, and cookbook writers don't think to include these recipes in their restaurant cookbooks. Now I know that there are places that really pride themselves on using either hyper-local or super obscure ingredients, and I get that, and that might be alienating, but there has to be a happy medium, right? Well, at least I have these cookbooks to keep me busy. Now some definitely are more classic-minded, like Arnaud's and Galatois, while others tend to have a more modern approach, like Red Rooster and Polpo. And then there's the cookbook that we're going to be discussing today. You guessed it, Hawksmoor at Home. So what is Hawksmoor? Well, it's a small chain of steakhouses that originated in the Spitalfields neighborhood in the east end of London. Founded in 2006 and named after the architect who created nearby Christ Church, it's meant to be a restaurant that evokes steakhouses of old, but with a modern tweak here and there. So while it's one that's still on my bucket places of restaurants I want to go to, I learned about it through dear friends of ours who lived in London at the time and absolutely raved about the restaurant and the cookbook. So of course, I had to go online and order it almost immediately. This ended up being a very prudent decision because the amazing food we've enjoyed over the years has made this cookbook such a valuable addition to our collection. So what makes it so special? Well, it not only has fantastic recipes, but it really gives you a sense of what it's like to eat at the restaurant. You get an idea of their approach to food and hospitality in general. And this really comes through, especially for me, in the cocktail section. Like the rest of the cookbook, you get these snippets of history and context and really interesting bits that they pepper throughout, but it's also fun and filled with rich headnotes. Like for the cocktail we're gonna talk about today. cocktail originated from the Savoy Hotel by famed bartender Harry Craddock and is what the Brits call an anti-fogmatic, which what we in the U.S. would refer to as a hair of the dog. Think a Bloody Mary but more potent because this one has gin, lemon juice, orange bitters, bitter orange marmalade, and the Hawksmoor team was what added the Campari to make it more of an aperitif. To make it you're gonna need two ounces of good gin, a teaspoon of bitter orange marmalade, half ounce of Campari, a half ounce of lemon juice, and a dash of orange bitters along with some orange peel for garnish. You'll also need a bar spoon, a cocktail shaker, and a hawthorn strainer. 
Now a note on that bitter orange marmalade. It's made with bitter or Seville oranges, and what makes it marmalade is that you actually have larger chunks of fruit in the marmalade, and I just think that's a really cool little fact. Okay, so let me walk you through how to make this cocktail because it's so straightforward and easy to do. We're gonna start with the bitter orange marmalade, and I'm gonna use a bar spoon and scoop out a spoonful of the marmalade and add it to the base of my cocktail shaker. Now, it's really important to keep in mind that marmalade is something made with sugar, so you might need a few extra shakes to get it completely free from the spoon. Next, I'm pouring two ounces of really good gin. And when I say really good, I mean something that you'd enjoy in a gin and tonic rather than something you would want to put in a fancy martini. That's going to go into the cocktail shaker as well, but I'm not going to add anything else just yet because I'm going to use my bar spoon to stir these two together really, really well. What this does is break down the marmalade and make sure that it melts with the gin so that way we have as much flavor in the drink as possible from the marmalade itself. Then I'm going to add the juice of half of a lemon. And I have to say, I love citrus squeezers because I think they're the most effective tools to extract every last bit of juice from half of a lemon or a lime, but that's just me. Following that, we're going to add the Hawksmoor element of this drink, and that would be the Campari. A little goes a long way here. You only need half an ounce to give the drink its signature color, as well as add that depth of bitterness that I personally have come to really appreciate in cocktails and aperitifs like these. So into the shaker it goes as well. Finally, we're gonna add a few orange bitters, just a dash or two, and then I'm retrieving a big old glass of ice so that way we can finally bring this cocktail together. Once we close the shaker, we can get to shaking. Now, since this cocktail does have citrus juice in it, shaking the drink is fine. If you're making something with just spirits in it, then you'd want to stir it with the ice because it yields a better cocktail. It's not as cloudy. Now, normally I would just use the top of my cocktail shaker to strain this, but because of the fruit chunks from the marmalade that are floating around in there, I'm actually using a Hawthorne strainer to pour out this drink. That way all the fruit chunks stay in the shaker and I'm just left with a really, really pretty cocktail in my Nick and Nora glass. I love that these glasses are coming back into fashion again because I think they're so pretty and they're a little easier to handle versus a martini glass. Anyway, we're gonna finish this drink with a nice fat strip of orange zest. I like to squeeze it, give it a little squeeze just to make sure that the orange oils get into the drink as much as possible. And there you have it. This is the Hawksmoor Marmalade Cocktail. Whether you're enjoying it as an aperitif or even as an antifogmatic, it's pretty fantastic and eminently quaffable. Thank you so much for watching this video with me today. Uh, you can catch me on Instagram at the Manhattan Food Project. You can also follow Foodie TV for great food inspiration from creators like me, or you can download their app, which is available on the following platforms, the App Store, Google Play, Roku, and